0: Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. I'm Elisa Purdy, your host. And today's topic is why you hate your coach. <laughs> I hear this a lot from people. They talk about their good, their bad, their ugly experiences with coaches. And sometimes when I hear these stories, there's a piece missing. And that piece is self-reflection, self-responsibility, right? So I'm going to talk today about the purpose of your coach. I'm going to talk today about ways to set expectations between you and your coach. And I'm also going to talk about what happens when you're really frustrated with your coach. To me, that's part of any learning process. That's just part of growth. It's part of doing something new. It's part of being uncomfortable. So let's get into why you hate your coach. And of course, let me be a little dramatic with that. we, We don't hate anyone, but we certainly can have really high levels of frustration with our coaches, with anyone we hire, with programs, with masterminds, with anything that we choose to participate in. So let's talk about the purpose of your coach. The purpose of your coach is to support you. It's to create a space for you to show up. It's to create accountability for you. It's to teach you new things. It's to support you in a way that you need to be supported. So how does your coach know how you need to be supported unless you let them know? That's the piece that is missing quite a bit. I see people hire coaches all the time when they're not sure what they need. And so it creates a layer of frustration from the beginning because the coach has a certain skill set. You have a certain skill set, but if these don't match up and if you don't take the time to voice what it is that you need prior to your working relationship, it can be a mismatch and that can create a lot of frustration for both of you. So the purpose of your coach is to support you, provide accountability, create space for you, to show up for you, to follow through on tools for you, but their job is not to do the work for you. They're not there to tell you what you need, do the thing that you need to have done. (laughs) Their job is to create space. They're a coach. They're very different than a virtual assistant or an online business manager, an OBM, very different from vendors. Your coach is not there to do the work for you. Your coach is there to tell you how to do the work, how to make it happen, help you set goals, help you create structure, help you get clarity. And like I said, provide space for you. Because a lot of us have ideas and we go through our day to day life, and these ideas just kind of sit there in our brains, right? Or on a Google Doc or in our journals. They just sit there collecting dust because there's nobody really pushing us to execute on them. So, hiring a coach is a way to fast track your idea from your brain into some revenue for your company. They will cut through the emotion, they will cut through the fear, they will cut through all the self doubt that you have about your idea. And take all that emotion out of it and just turn it into money for you. Turn it into impact. Put it out into the world so that you can be proud of it too. Now let's talk about your job when hiring a coach. I've had a lot of clients as uh, in my one-on-one container for the last 12 years. A lot. I've had clients hire me just because they wanted someone to hang out with and chit-chat with every week. <laughs> I've had clients hire me because they want to do all the work and they're up. 24 hours a day doing this work, getting everything done, asking for more work. And then I've had clients everywhere in the middle. I've had clients have major life changes and need to take a little break from coaching. And I've had clients hire me because they have this huge pressure to make money. And they kind of go through their program with a lot of pressure that I really aim to alleviate. So let's talk about your job when you hire a coach. Your main job is to show up. It's not that hard. (laughs) It is not that hard. If the coach that you are hiring says we have a meeting every week, we've got a zoom meeting every week on Thursdays at whatever time show up to your meetings. (laughs) We all have life stuff that happens. We all get sick. We all have family, you know, things that happen, you know, vacation, things like that. But if you are in a coaching relationship with a coach, it is your job to put as much of yourself and your time and your effort into the work that you're doing together. So at the very least, show up as much as you can to your meetings. And if you can't show up, if life is happening, make sure you communicate that to your coach as early as you can. Like I said, life isn't perfect. I adopt a lot of flexibility as a coach, and that's a personal preference. Uh, I have a contract in place, certainly, that has clear boundaries, But I am also a human and I also recognize that my clients are humans too. So show up to the best of your ability and in the event that you cannot show up, communicate that to your coach and just keep them in the loop, let them know. Another responsibility that you have is to do the work. So as a coach, I spend a lot of time putting together links and programs and trainings and support and tools for my clients But I've had clients who receive all these tools and they don't do anything with them. And that can create frustration for them because they're not getting the result that they need. But at the same time, they're not putting in the work that they need to be putting in. Something else that is your responsibility is to understand your contract. So we, you and I, (laughs) listening to this podcast, should have a contract in place if you're doing any business of any kind with anyone. I talk about Natalie Puglisi all the time in my podcasts. If you're a regular listener and you've heard of this, I will sing her praises all day long. She's an attorney for online business owners. So get a contract in place for your one-on-one clients, for any clients really, for those one-on-one clients and really specify what those expectations are. Mine says I'm available on Boxer Monday through Friday from eight to five. And that my response time to any communication is 24 hour response time. I rarely take that long, but it's important, like, you know, we're all human beings, to build in a little bit of padding because none of us are on call. (laughs) We are not on call. We are not supposed to be available immediately all the time for everyone. That's not sustainable. That doesn't create a really good coaching relationship. It doesn't allow you to operate at the best of your ability, and it creates codependency with your clients. So over the last 12 years, I have seen clients who require a level of immediacy that I am not going to provide. So we've had some, you know, adjustments during our coaching contract and some really tough discussions. And when I tell them, you know what, if your website editing is funky and you can't figure out spacing in a paragraph and you send me a message on Voxer and I don't respond to the next day, guess what's going to happen during that time. You're probably going to figure it out. (laughs) You're probably going to tinker. You're probably going to you know, try a little harder with it because I'm not responding right away and you are going to find your own independence with these really small things in your business. If you need help launching a course, of course, I'm going to support you with that. Of course. And we're going to be in our meetings and we're going to have communication go back and forth. But when someone's not available to you every minute of every day, you start to figure things out on your own. And it's not just figuring it out on your own. What you're also doing at the same time is creating self-confidence. So if I am my client and I can't figure out spacing on this paragraph on my website and I'm like, Hmm, it's the evening. She's not available until tomorrow. So I'll shoot her a little message and say, let's catch up tomorrow. And then because I am in the zone and I'm all up on my website editing and I'm really excited about it. I'll probably do a little bit of research. I'll probably try a few different things and then I'll probably figure it out because I'm a smart human being and you are a smart human being. And then tomorrow when I have my meeting or my communication with my coach, I'm going to feel super pumped that I figured it out on my own because those kinds of things are very figure outable. And like I said, they're pretty minor in the scheme of things. So another job that you have in working with a coach is to respect boundaries. We were talking about contracts a moment ago and respecting your coach's boundaries is highly, highly important. Your coach is likely supporting more than one person. That's just my guess. I have five one on one clients at a time. And that's so that I can dedicate as much time as possible to every single one of them. But it's really important to respect boundaries in our communication with each other, have a lot of respect, have patience. You know, our coaches have lives, we have lives, our coaches, other clients have lives. So respecting those boundaries is also one of your jobs. As a client of a coach, you will get all the support you need. You will get all the time that you need, but it's not going to come to you in a boxer message at midnight. It's just not. <laughs> so if you had caffeine late in the day and you're super excited to launch a program and it's 8 PM and you know, you've invested, I don't know, 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 with a coach and you think she should be available to you at midnight, that is not going to happen <laughs> and it shouldn't happen. It should not happen in order to be a good coach. I have to mind my own health and happiness and responding to Voxer at midnight is not going to aid me in being healthy and happy. It's just not. So let's recap your job in working with a coach is to show up, show up often, take advantage of all the tools and all the time and all the communication. Number two, do the work. Your job is to do the work that you're given in order to get that end goal. Number three, understand your contract. If you sign a contract with a coach, make sure you read it first. And if you are a coach who has clients, make sure that your contract is clear to them and answer all of their questions. And number four, respecting boundaries. Respect their boundaries with time, with uh, response time, with communication methods. Um, I had a client once. (laughs) This is funny. Don't do this. This is a cautionary tale, but in my contract, it says, you know, boxer communication Uh, Like I said, 24 hour response time. So after from eight to five, Monday through Friday to me, super specific. And she knew it was specific. So because a lot of my clients are become friends of mine, if they weren't beforehand, I love my clients. We get together quite often. It really creates lifelong friendships. It's really, really fun. So a lot of, because of that, a lot of these people are friends of mine and social on social media. So if she had a question, she would start liking my uh, stories and Instagram posts in the evening and then just shoot me over a couple messages. It would start out like really lovely conversation. She would say, oh, Lucas, my dog <laughs> looks so cute today. And I'd be like, oh, thanks so much. I hope you're having a great evening. And then she would say something like, oh my gosh, yes, we're having a great time. Also, by the way, <laughs> she would sneak in a work question. I was like, Mm-mm, I am not on the clock. <laughs> yeah but she would say yeah we're having a great evening also uh my website is being really tricky can you really quick everything was really quick can you really quick just tell me how to connect this and this and then I'll leave you alone and sometimes I ignored it I don't have to respond to work you know questions but the first time I responded to that I said sorry let's chat about it tomorrow during work hours and then she just kept poking kept poking Mm -hmm. uh happened a few times until I sent her an email because it's important to have things in writing as well. And I just said, um, you know, I really love connecting with you and supporting you. But I want to remind you that our contract says, you know, 8 to 5, 24-hour response time. So happy to chat on Instagram if we're both on and that aligns for both of us. But let's keep our chats about your website and all the work things to Voxer during the day. That way, and this is a true statement, that way I'm not trying to review your questions on multiple apps because things can get buried that way. I said, you know, Voxer is there purposefully for our communication. So let's keep it there during business hours. And she was really respectful after that. So sometimes it just takes a little conversation. And for a lot of people, it's their first experience hiring a coach. So these sort of boundaries can be really new because those lines do get blurred when we chat on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So respecting those boundaries, super, super important. Okay. Now let's talk about when you get frustrated with your coach. So you've done all these things to the best of your ability. You understand the purpose of your coach. You know what your responsibilities are in this coaching relationship. Let's say you get frustrated. I think it's almost like clockwork. So my program is 16 weeks long for my one-on-one coaching and about week four to five, people get really frustrated. It's like clockwork. It is so funny. And I tell them in the first meeting, first or second meeting, you're going to experience some frustration. You're learning a lot of new things. I specialize in systems and technology. I've been learning this stuff, sales funnels, all the automated revenue for 12 years. You are brand new to this. So I'm going to give you a lot of things. And after a few weeks, it's going to be your responsibility to start really absorbing them. And that's going to create frustration. And here's why. Because you're learning. Learning is uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Anytime you do something new, it's uncomfortable. Think about the first time you go to a workout class. Oh my gosh, I went to a workout class recently and it required all this equipment. It was like a yoga sculpt class. And I was so stressed out looking at everybody trying to figure out where my mat should be. Like, was I taking up spot that a regular person, or not a regular person, but a regular to class <laughs> um, you know, takes up? Am I taking someone's spot? How many weights do I need? Oh, they have bands. Do I need bands? It was like this whole inner dialogue. <laughs> and it was it was really stressful because I was doing something new for the first time. So just know that when you're working with a coach, you're going to experience frustration. And that's a really good thing because you're absorbing new information. Frustration equals growth in a coaching relationship. And it also indicates that you're trying to learn. You're trying to absorb You're putting the effort in because if we're not frustrated and we're not feeling any negative feelings in a coaching relationship, then we're probably not doing the work. We're probably going to our meetings feeling really chill, catching up. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll totally do those things that I have no intentions of doing. And then you shut your computer and don't open it up until the next Zoom meeting. You don't have any frustration because you're not doing any work. You're not learning anything. You're not getting uncomfortable. You're not doing the hard stuff. So just know that in a coaching relationship, if you feel frustrated, it's a good thing. It's part of the growth process. Okay. I'm going to tell you a, a short story about when I got really, really frustrated with a coach that I hired the first coach that I hired. So there's a couple of things to consider here. Number one, financially, I was in a world of hurt going through a divorce, trying to figure out where my next dollar was going to come from it was really a dark, dark time. So I hired a coach with money that I borrowed from my retirement. And I mean, if anybody's an example of not having money and hiring a coach anyway, it's me. (laughs) If you're a CPA, don't listen to this. (laughs) I borrowed it from my retirement. Not sure if I could pay it back. Probably got a huge penalty for it. But hey, I had faith and made it work. So I hired this coach and I worked with her for, I think, three solid months. And the next step in our work together was learning Facebook ads. So she was teaching me about funnels and freebies and creating coaching programs and then we came to the Facebook ads section. And so we went over the dashboard, which is so not intuitive at all. I can guess that probably 90% of the people listening to this are frustrated with Facebook ads. If the dashboard's not intuitive, um, people waste a lot of money running ads and they don't understand how to run them. So I wanted to understand how to run them. So she showed me how to create audiences. She showed me how to create the ads themselves, how to test them, you know, like using the same. Image for three ads, but changing the copy and seeing which one is performing better. All these sorts of things, the analytics, she showed me everything. She was great at running ads and she'd been doing it for a long time. For some reason, my brain, which I think is geared pretty well towards technology, could not understand the Facebook ads platform. So we had our talk, you know, our meeting. She gave me a training tutorial video. I was so excited. I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to navigate this dashboard. How to get these ads up. So we were emailing back and forth. We didn't have Bo- Voxer at that time. I don't think it was really a big tool. So we're emailing back and forth. And I just kept saying to her, I don't understand how to do this. I, I just, I don't get it. Something's not clicking. And so she's trying to explain it to me via email. And it was just making it worse. <laughs> and I love her. She's a, such a talent and really honestly has changed my life. But I could not understand Facebook ads. So this email conversation back and forth was getting really difficult. And I finally, I started to blame her. That was the feeling that I had. Like, why isn't she teaching this? Why can't I understand this? Why doesn't she have this in a clear tutorial? Blah, 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 blah. That was me not taking responsibility for my own inability to learn it. (laughs) I was just blaming her. I was really frustrated with my coach. So I think she sensed this frustration. And the next week we had a meeting and I told her, I was like, I need to be really honest with you. I'm having a lot of self-doubt. This is the first time I've hired a coach. I feel like I've hit a wall. Uh, I haven't slept. I, I'm, I, I'm, I can't do this. Other people do it better than me. I should be learning this a lot easier than I am. Uh, I don't know what to do. I think I might be throwing in the towel. And she was like, okay, I hear you. And that's what I needed. I needed her to hear me and to create a little bit more support for me. But I didn't ask for that initially. I just got really pissed off. So she said, what do you need from me? So this is my responsibility, right? To communicate what I need from her. And I said, can you help me setting this up with me? I know that might be outside of our contract. Maybe you're going to tell me to hire a Facebook ads vendor. I don't know, but I just, I've hit a wall. I cannot figure this out and I'm wasting time trying to figure it out. So she said, yeah, let's do it together. So during that call, she helped me set up ads. So rather than telling me how to do it and kind of teaching the theory behind it, we just set them up together. I am so grateful. And I ran those same ads for, I don't know, three or four years. So, and to have them in that dashboard. As an example, I referred back to them over and over when I was setting up new ads. So that's an example of when I was really, really pissed off and super frustrated with my coach and blaming her for all the things I thought she should have available to me. (laughs) Like she should be the Facebook ads vendor (laughs) or something. I don't know what I expected. But like I said, it was a brand new experience for me to hire a coach. So I didn't really have the expectations anyway. Okay. So if you are a coach, And you have clients that are frustrated with you, have a little compassion. We were all new at some point. We we weren't born in this coaching industry. It didn't even exist that long ago. It's still a fairly new industry. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask them what they need specifically create that space for them. Don't steamroll their frustration. Don't bypass it. Don't pretend it's not there because we can always feel the vibes right? You can tell when your client has a different tone of voice or their demeanor is different. Pay attention to those cues and acknowledge them. Sometimes I'll have a client who's really low energy and I'll just say, Hey, are you feeling okay? Your energy is super low today. And sometimes I'll say, Oh, I've got a migraine or my kid didn't sleep or, or whatever, but just acknowledge what they're feeling. So ask them what they need. And if they say, I don't know what I need. I just, I don't feel good. Then try to dig in deeper What do you not feel good about? What is the piece that is missing? Sometimes it's imposter syndrome because they think everybody else is doing it better than them. Sometimes it's shiny object syndrome. They think, oh, I should have a different website or a different logo or whatever. So dig into those things. So first of all, ask them what they need. Second of all, offer your support. You know, my coach really went above and beyond for me to help me set up those ads. And I'm so grateful because she really diffused the situation and helped bring me back down from my frustration and let them know third, let them know that the state of frustration is normal. Turn it into a positive because it is a positive. It's what happens when we're learning. So make sure you acknowledge it. Let them know that everyone goes through this stage. Let them know that they're right on schedule, right on time. And let's work through it. Let's take that frustration, that negative energy and work through it to get to the other side because there is another side. You will get through it. The frustration you feel with your coach right now, you will get through it. And if this coach is just not a good fit for you, that's up to you to decide. Sometimes there's personality conflicts. Sometimes the coach is not adhering to their responsibilities and their contract. Maybe it's a totally different skill set. I hired a coach last year who helped me. uh, It was a four month contract and I left it after two months and I had paid in full in the very beginning and we worked together and I felt like her skill set was not what I needed in order for me to hit my goal in order for me to grow my programs and launch new ones. Um, I did learn things from her and certainly benefited, but I also was really clear that this was the time for me to cut The contract and I'd already paid for it and I didn't ask for a refund because that's part of the contract. You know, you're not entitled to a refund if you don't continue your relationship. So I chatted with her and I said, I really appreciate your time. I've learned, you know, X, Y, and Z from you and I really appreciate it. But I think I am going to leave the program and work on these things on my own. And she was like, great, no problem. I didn't have to say why, I didn't have to you know, get really specific. I just said, you know, I think it's just time. And so she said, great, no problem. And she just said, um, you know, just for clarity, which I totally appreciate just for clarity, uh, these hours that you have on the books will expire, you know, in eight weeks or whatever. So if you want to come back, you can. So I was like, great. I really appreciate that information. (laughs) I didn't end up using them. I just left the program. Um, and like I said, didn't ask for refund or any of that just left and forward motion continued on my own. So that was a really powerful, empowering uh, place to be, right? It was very different from the first coach that I hired where I was hanging on to every word, trying to bring in <laughs> some money into my life. So that's kind of a great switch and, and feels really good. So if you are feeling frustrated in your relationship with your coach, you're likely maybe a few weeks in, maybe a couple months in, uh, it's a good thing. It's when you really start to understand what is happening in your business right because in the beginning here's what happens with my clients they come in they learn about sales funnels most of them have never heard of sales funnels before so it's a lot of new information in a very short period of time and then i can see the frustration like week 4 or 5 and then something magical happens in like week 6 and 7 and they start to say okay i want to create a new freebie so that i can put it into this funnel um I'm going to have a live event and then I'm going to launch this course. And then I like to sit with them and say, did you hear what you just said? And they're like, oh my gosh, was it wrong? And I'm like, no, four weeks ago or six weeks ago, whatever it was, you didn't even know this existed. And now you're reciting it correctly for the growth of your business, for the long-term plan. I love it. It makes me so, so happy. I truly think it's magic. And when that light bulb goes off for my clients, it is so fun. It's so fun. And i love to acknowledge it. So if you are feeling frustration with your coach, if you feel like, oh, I hate my coach or I'm not getting what I need, or this is a bad decision, I can't do it, all these negative feelings, I want you to dig into where you are in the process. Number one, what week are you in in your contract? <laughs> Why are you frustrated? Are you learning not lots of new things? Is that's probably the reason. And are you on the verge of a major breakthrough? that's also what happens right after frustration. So I want you to take all those things into account. Maybe do some journaling after listening to this episode. Um, And if you're feeling frustration in other areas of your life, these tools are also applicable to that as well. If you're frustrated with a friendship, with your spouse, with your dog, (laughs) my dog is currently, I'm not frustrated with him. It's actually really cute, but he's currently laying on my couch on a pile of clean, warm laundry. (laughs) And I'm not frustrated, but it has happened in the past, but if you are frustrated with someone in your life or something in your life, dig into what your responsibilities are in that dynamic and what the other beings responsibilities are in that dynamic and dig in and take responsibility. That's one thing I keep coming back to in these episodes. We have to take responsibility for our own actions. You know, once we do that, we actually have the power to reduce these negative feelings, reduce the frustration And then get to the other side. It's a really beautiful place to be. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Tech Champagne. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.